y'all it's the video rock podcast this is a little different obviously i'm gonna be doing it by myself a lot of stuff i want to catch you guys up on a lot of stuff i want to i have to say uh, about what's going on in my life uh i think tomorrow i'll have my wife on with me or yeah when when he's pausing have my wife on with me we're going to just talk about life and acting and, and what we're kind of dealing with as a family either way um a lot of stuff by the way first let me get to these these sponsors Dude, you guys, let me let me explain something to you guys. These sponsors are definitely what helped me keep the lights on in the studio. Um, it's helping me, you know, keep rebuilding the studio, adding more to the studio. Hopefully, you're going to see me chasing fucking Joe Rogan in the podcast world. Um, but right now, let me just get to these guys. You guys, please check them out. Give them a follow. At, at least, least you can do is give them a follow on Instagram. Um, we'll start with just Metal Force. Metal Force is, is a... Shaker company uh, is veteran owned, you know, and it's it's veteran owned and operated. It's Metal Force M E T T L E Force dot com. You know, it's just your 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 shaker, dude. It's one of the best quality shakers. He uses blender bottles, which is freaking you know the best on the market. Um, kids, a cool guy. Said you know what, let's work together. I'm always, I'll support you on on what his mission is. And so I threw him on the podcast as one of my sponsors. And uh, he's just a good kid, and so I just want to continue to give him all the credit when credit's due. GMR Gold. Damn, I got a post. I did make a post. Um, some new silver I got in the other day. Fucking exciting. It's always fun to open up those packages and see what the new silver is or, or, or the little gold coins or whatever it is I'm going to be getting that month. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really happy with, with making the choice to go on with the bullion box. I've been thinking about jumping up to the $300 a month. It's a little steep for my blood. Uh, but at the same time, I'm having a lot of fun checking out the, the, the silver pieces and all the things that show up and, and hanging out with my sons and showing them my daughters aren't too interested in it, but my sons really love it. And so, uh, I'm really happy with that investment that I'm making and, and hopefully down the road, this is going to be, I'm going to be putting it away and it's going to be a little bit of a savings for the family. If for some reason the shit hits a fan, I got money put away in gold and silver. So you guys check out gmrgold.com. Also bullion box. Bullion Box is what I was talking about. Is a monthly subscription. You can get one hundred to two hundred to three hundred dollars a monthly subscription, and you'll usually get a lot more than what you paid for. So you guys check them out. I really love those guys. Um, Beyond Clothing. I'm not sure if any of you guys know this. Like, know it Beyond Clothing. If you guys know Beyond Clothing, please hit me up. Let me know that you guys have tried their clothing or you've looked them up. Um, super quality stuff. A lot of the badasses in the in the in the, in the tactical industry um, use it. And so, that being said, you guys should check it out and know it's quality stuff. And when I say quality, uh, I, I really love it. And so, hopefully, I'm going get to my, get my face on some of their ads here this year. That's what I'm working on doing, talking with some of the guys. But uh, you guys check out Beyond Clothing. Beyond Clothing, it's beyond.clothing on Instagram. Um, check them out. If you, get, if you guys are into outdoors, if you guys are local to Utah and you guys are outdoors, I recommend, highly recommend you guys checking them out. Willie Peach Chocolate, pretty excited about it. We've been working on several things, but if you guys go check out WillyPeachChocolate.com, WillyPeachChocolates.com. He's got all kinds of chocolates out there, veteran-owned as well. This guy just finally went all in on the chocolates, and now he's, uh, he's finding a way to make it happen. And, you know, we have some cool conversations about what that feels like to, to, to have to be an entrepreneur and, and make that money. 
you know, and so he supports me and I support him. We're working on a hot sauce and, uh, you guys, you guys going to like it. If you like a smoky flavor, uh, that's what we just created and I, and I love it and I'm excited about it and I can't wait to start promoting it, but go check out Willie Peach Chocolate. The dude's the man. Love you, Brian. Let's see. Oh man. Perseverance Survival. They are the ones who do the Whoopi hoodies. I know other people out there doing Whoopi hoodies as well, and I believe they're going to start working together. But the point is, uh, Perseverance Survival jumped on the podcast as, as a sponsor early on. I love these guys. Uh, I believe I've helped sell a lot of these because you guys, when I was trying to sell my book, you guys kept commenting on the on the Whoobies. Uh, either way, I love them. I wear them all the time. You guys check them out. I have the Tiger Stripe one that is now my current favorite, but now he just posted a picture of this brown, kind of the coyote. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, Perseverance Survival, you guys hear me? Please send me that. It looks fucking amazing. Either way, you guys check them out on uh, social media. You guys can check them out on PerseveranceSurvival.com, and you can check out their hoodies. They're amazing. I love them. They're freaking They're the best, and uh, I'm going to support a veteran every day of the week. Warfighter Tobacco, you already know. That's my that's my jam. Uh, you guys check them out. You guys check out Letzinger's Whiskey. We're growing. It's going to different cities. I believe we hit Ohio the other day. Um, we're still waiting on the Walmart contract to go through. But all in all, things are moving. Um, we're gonna stop with the pot. We're gonna stop with the, the these right here, and we're gonna start jumping on to the podcast now. All right, man. A lot of things going on in my life. Um, you know, if you guys are watching, you know, you guys already know that Brothers in Arms didn't go down. They're gonna be airing it in the UK. They're airing it in the UK in. February 19th, so I'm not sure when I get this podcast out to you guys, but um, if it's somewhere around that frame, you guys will know uh, the UK will be having uh, Brothers in Arms. They're changing the name from Brothers in Arms to to Smoking Guns. Give me something to take a drink of this juice. Um, oh my God, I forgot Core Medical Group. We're going to talk about Core Medical Group in the middle of this anyways. Um, oh goodness, that was good. I'm trying to drink healthy and eat healthy. Either way, so they decided that my headset just fell off. What stopped working? Hello, damn it! All right. Either way, um, for some reason, the, the the name "Smoking Guns" was too aggressive for the United States of America, so they changed it to "Brothers in Arms." We weren't too happy with that when that went down, but again. Um, we kind of lost control of the whole ship early on. And, and that's something that's a lesson learned for me. If you guys are getting shows, you want to pitch and you're starting to pitch shows and, and people pitching shows to you. If you guys have any questions, hit me up. I can tell you all the things we did wrong. Uh, and a few things that we did do right. Um, now that we have a contract lawyer where, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm safe in making smarter decisions these days. Um, and that, that's kind of what the, the hardest part was is that we, we kind of screwed ourselves either way. I don't believe we're going to be seeing Brothers in Arms ever again in the United States of America. Um, I'm trying to get the rights to it so I can at least upload it somewhere else. But for now, you guys can check it out in the UK. It'll be premiering February 19th in the UK. And let's, let, I'm going to tell you this. If it's a hit, if it's a smash, and the UK decides they want to do more seasons of it, well, then that's the last chance we have to, to keeping it alive. Um, I spent two years producing, excuse me, two years, we, we, we spent two years developing this, me and Eli, and um, it, it kind of sucked to watch it die. Uh, and it's not your guys' fault, not you guys listening, no one's fault. We had the viewership, we had everything we needed, it's just, um, 
I believe the gun conversation is still a sensitive subject in the United States of America. I mean, that's, I believe that's the reason why uh, it, it wasn't successful here in the United States, um, political political reasons and whatnot. So uh, it's a damn shame, but it is what it is. You know, we keep moving forward. On that note, the reason why, you know, I decided to do this barbershop comedy was because of that. I, I didn't want to go down like that. I, I, I didn't want to end. I didn't want to stop on a bad note. You know, um, life hands you some fucked up cars sometimes, dude. And it was it was pretty hard for me to take. You know, I was really banking. You know, lessons learned. I was banking on this show to do really well for me and my family. And I can actually sit down, relax, film this show. And then I can go and film my ends. And I kind of go back and forth for the next few years. And, you know, make my money where the family's comfortable. And actually put some money away so I can hopefully retire. But uh, it didn't happen that way, and and I'm mad at myself for two for two reasons. One, for getting myself excited on on a on a dream, uh, but two, for not working on other projects in between, other projects that I've been wanting to do. I kind of let I put them on the back burner, and decided, you know what, I'll wait until I see this be, become successful. When doing that, I feel like I've slowed myself down. So I I made a promise myself to not do that again. I will continue to create, develop new shit all the fucking time, no matter what, because you never know what's going to be successful. I have no idea what, how, how mine is going to turn out for me. I don't know if I'm going to go in there and get one episode and be done, you know, and I have to prepare for that. I have to prepare for the worst, you know, and hope for the best, right? Like we say that in the military all the time, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Murphy's always on the manifest. And that's kind of how I had to take my acting career and entertainment career. So that's why I decided to create this barbershop comedy. Any of you guys that are listening that want to still support it, you can easily donate to the to the GoFundMe. If you don't want to give GoFundMe 10% of what you want to support us with, you can go to a PayPal. We have a PayPal and you can just reach out to me or, 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 or reach out to the Throwbacks Barbershop uh, Instagram and we can give you the PayPal if you guys want to donate to the cause. But, you know, I decided to, here's my Hail Mary pitch, man. I am going to film a comedy episode, one episode, show the skill sets of what we can do from the camera crew, the production crew that I have from the editing all the way down to the acting. Um, and, and me and my buddy, Billy J are the ones who wrote the script. Um, and, and, and shop it around. I'm going to shop it myself. I'm going to take it to Netflix. I'm going to take it to Amazon prime. I'm going to take it to Hulu. I'm going to take it to any other fucking digital company out there and try and see if they'll buy the full season. If they don't, if worst case scenario, they don't, well then I'm going to crowdfund the rest of it and see if, see if anyone, see if the, the, the community is interested in supporting it. If not, Oh, well, it was a hell Mary, like I said. Um, and, and it was just shot in the dark and I'm just trying to make shit happen. Um, but if it works, if it's successful, it's going to be a pretty fucking cool story because then we'll have a full season. I can sit down and actually get this whole episode, the whole season written up and be able to, to create some really fun shit and entertain. Um, what most people don't know, on the back end, we started a 501c3. It is called Rally Point Hollywood. There's a lot of veteran in Hollywood organizations, but during my time of trying and struggling and working, I've never been reached out to any. I've never, I, even when I've reached out, it was hard to communicate. And so I decided I want to try and make my own version of what I believe would be fun for veterans to join film and television. So Rally Point Hollywood will be that. Uh, we'll be, we'll be, we have a nonprofit and we're going to be helping veterans get into the film industry, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera. Uh, so while we're filming the comedy, I'm going to have 10 veterans 
shadowing uh, in any space and capacity that they want, whether it be shadowing the director, shadowing the actors, uh, or shadowing the PAs. And so they can just learn the industry for free. We're bringing them in. Um, we're going to start this one with local veterans. There's a couple guys that say they want to fly out and just support, and, and man, kudos to you and thank you. We'll definitely supply the food for you while you're here. But that's what that's what Rally Point Hollywood's all about. You know, it's you know, so now I, I'm, I have two nonprofits. One's Hero Sports, and that's Sports for Veterans, and, and it's Rally, and Rally Point Hollywood. And really the goal is just to get people back into the community doing shit. And if the dream of getting this show sold to Netflix or, or Amazon Prime, then that means I can hire more veterans to work on set. It's a win-win. Like I said, it's the Hail Mary Pass, but... That's what the plan is. So, so you guys know that's what we're trying to do here. Um, if you guys paying attention, just to change it up a little bit, but if you guys have been paying attention to my social media at all, I went and had stem cell treatment. I talked about it in the last podcast. Um, the healing has gone a lot better in the past few days where now my stomach isn't sore anymore and I can actually, you know, my back and my neck are, are, are getting really loose. And so starting to feel good. Um, I, I actually get to start working out next week. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, my weight has been shit because I've been eating like a freaking monster. My diet was on point for a while, but then once the surgery happened, I decided just to like eat whatever the hell I want. So I'm getting myself back on track. Um, you know, you guys already know my, one of my sponsors and now my, one, one of my good friends is, um, Sydney. He's the founder and owner of, of, um, core medical group. You know, you know, he's probably not gonna be happy to hear that, but Sydney, I am getting back on track and it all starts today, getting back on track, getting my diet right. You know, I, I'm on my, my supplement um, regimen that was given to me uh, by Core Medical. You guys already know it's TRT. It's our hormone replacement therapy. Um, you know, I'm just getting my levels right because my body stopped producing testosterone for some reason years ago. And so I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get myself back in track. I'm excited to see how the stem cell treatment really works with my lower back and my knees and my neck. Those are my three trouble areas that I've had pain for years. And so now um, I'm hoping it slowly starts to improve so I can actually have an active lifestyle again without having, you know, the, the, the weak breaks in between. I couldn't play pickup basketball anymore because of the fact that my back was getting so bad. I couldn't walk for a week. And so I decided to stop playing basketball. So hopefully that all changes, man. And, and, you know, I, I went in the program. If you guys are a special operations right now, I think they're only doing special operations, uh, giving them opportunities for this. If you're a veteran, if you're a special operations guy and you've been, uh, injured in some capacity through your years of, of, of training of, of, of working the job overseas and whatnot, um, contact time for heroes. Time for heroes is a nonprofit that actually covered all the costs of my stem cell treatments. And I really love those guys. They treated me and my wife really well. We had a couple days in Bahamas and then we did our surgery and it was beautiful. So time for heroes, you guys check them out. Um, and, and, and core medical group, you guys check them out as well. Core medical group. If you guys are a veteran or even a, a law enforcement officer that feels body has changed from 25 to 35. There's been a big difference. Uh, and you're feeling a little depressed and down yourself. That's what I did. I noticed like, man, I'm not feeling the great. I'm not feeling myself. And so I jumped in with core medical group and now life is a lot better. Now I really feel like things are going in the right direction. I'm able to get, I guess I feel like I can have control of my body and, um, I'll be able to get myself into the shape that I want. Obviously not the rock style shape, but I can get to where I want to go. You know what I mean? Naturally. 
with with supplemented testosterone. Either way, so that was that. That's my fitness. Man, I'll tell you what. So the biggest part of this podcast is what I wanted to talk about. And, you know, this is going to be a short one because it's just me blabbing about life. But here's something you guys can take from this. If you guys have kids, you know, I just kind of hit you with some key points of kids and, 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 and whatnot. You know, I've had one son who's been hell on wheels, man. He's been the hardest kid to handle. He's been very difficult. And, you know, we, we've actually pinpointed, we believe to have pinpointed what his... I guess, issue has been, you know, he'd had these angry fits and he would kind of black out and he would, he would kind of freak out. And I mean, he would threaten sometimes it was just tough. It's been real tough. And, and it's been and hard as a parent, me being, me being dad and wanting to believe my kids are all healthy and, and, and trying to be productive, productive in, in, in society and, and, uh, essentially no mental health issues. I feel I started realizing that, you know what, I might have a son that has a mental health issue. And I guess denial set in for years. You know, he's been like this for about two and a half years, three years. And so, you know, I'm like, no way. There's no way not my son. He's just, you know, maybe I need to approach my leadership style differently. Maybe I need to talk to him differently. Maybe I need to have a better approach. Maybe he's not getting the attention that he deserves. You know, it's a family of six. It's not easy for him to get all the attention he, he, he wants, but maybe he's not getting the attention that he deserves. And so maybe it's, maybe it is my, my uh, you know, maybe it is my, my, my leadership style that's affecting him. So, you know, um, I finally had a, he finally had one of the episodes that was pretty scary to me, and, and I wasn't sure what to do. Talked to a lot of friends, and... Um, we came down to realize, you know, he's got an anxiety issue. Anxiety for, for many reasons. He doesn't want to get in trouble because he does something dumb. And, and, and he, when, when it gets caught, he freaks out. And, and anxiety for, for just pressure, a lot of pressure in school and, and, and trying to get friends and trying to talk to girls. He's in that stage right now where he's 11 years old and, you know, he's, he's liking girls. And girls are, you know, either either liking him or not. You know, there's boys that are picking on him at school and... We already know we've addressed that and, and, you know, but my son is not much of a, of a fighter at heart. He's really is a sweet kid. And so we've found, we have finally found, you know, we've pinpointed it to anxiety, which is crazy to me. Cause I was like, there's no way I even told him, I said, son, um, we believe you have anxiety. He goes, I don't have anxiety. Well, he doesn't even know what he has. He doesn't know what it is that overwhelms him, that, that, that takes control of him, you know? And so when we've been able to pinpoint that, um, you know, he's been having a way better attitude and, and a lot more success in the past few weeks. And so it's been great. It's been cool. And so some of you parents out there, you know, if you have any kind of similar issues, man, uh, I'd look into that. I'd look into that big time, actually. Um, and then with my other daughter, here's the, here's the, here's the one thing that, that I'm probably going to talk on the most in this. I have, you know, all my kids play sports. I have one daughter that's had, that's had a really successful season in wrestling. She's, she's, she's won quite a bit, um, and lost to the same girl all season, lost to the same girl. And, you know, you know, to, to respect to that father, who's probably one of these days going to catch this episode. He's going to listen to it. Um, there's, there's no, there's no, oh, well, fuck dude. I'm just going to say, you know, like I'm going to explain to you what, why I would never raise my kid that way. Um, 
And it's just my opinion, you know what I mean? But, you know, his, uh, this, this, this other girl is really good, solid kid, but, but, you know, raised in a household where they're forced to win. And if they don't win, they're, they're, they're actually punished or, or, or they feel guilty for losing. Um, and I don't do that, right? Like me personally, if, if I want my kids to fucking lose and I want them to lose fucking often, I want them to feel what it fucking feels like to goddamn lose, 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 and then make it hurt a little bit and then come to me and I'm like, look, not a big deal. Learn from it. Learn from your mistakes. Continue moving forward. If you deny your kids the chance to lose, when they actually lose, because in life we all fucking lose. Life is nothing but a fucking baseball batting average, right? Life is nothing but wins by the 30 percentiles. That's it. That's that's your, your average life. You're going to win 30% of the time. The rest of the time you lose. You suck, right? Life is hard. And if you don't allow your kid to fucking lose at a young age, they're never going to figure out how to win. All right, they're, 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 they're once they've lost, right? They're never going to figure out how to dig themselves out of a hole and get the win, okay? And so it's an interesting thing as a parent. You got you to gotta check yourself. Are you raising your kid? Are you raising your kid to find the success that you didn't have? Is your kids playing sports for you, for your love, for your heart? Is it, is it your wins or is it theirs? That's, a, that's something that I wrote the other day. I watched the way this... This girl beat my daughter in the state championships, which is, she had a great match. And she deserved the win, hands down. She had a great day. That girl deserved the win. But then the dad was picking her up, running around, cheering, crying like crazy. And so I wanted to say, like, whose win was that? Are you trying to justify whatever insecurity you have in your life that you didn't win through your kids? Because the truth is you can be proud of your kid for winning. But allow her to express herself in however manner she wants to with her win. That's her win. Here's what I say as a parent. If your kid wins, good for them. You know, support them in their win. Allow them to enjoy that win. If your kid loses, that's your loss. Not hers. Not theirs. If my kid loses, I don't, I don't blame them for the loss. I tell them, hey, you lost? Cool. It's my time now as a father to build them up and let them learn from their mistakes and become a better player. So like I say, I think of it like this way, like her losses are my time to shine, right? My, my daughter's loss is my time to mentor. My daughter's win is her win, not mine, right? So when she loses, I mentor, I teach her. We, what can we take from this? What do we do wrong? What do we do right? What do you want to do again? Do you still love the sport? Do you still want to continue? You know what I mean? One, I don't want my kids to quit. I, I, there's a rule in our house. If you start the season, you finish the season. If you choose next year, I'm going to ask you again, like, hey, do you want to wrestle? And you say yes, cool. If you say no, okay. And if you say no, I, I better know a reason why you want to quit. What's that reason exactly? Pinpoint exactly what that reason is. If you don't love it, if you don't love it, I get it. Walk away. I can't stand watching my own kids play a sport that they hate. That doesn't work for me. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. I'm not going to waste my Saturday waking up early just to go watch them play a game they fucking hate. That's stupid. My kid, if, if, but, but understand that my kid loses, that's my job as a parent to sit there and mentor, to teach, use that as a teaching point to be like, look, you lost because I see you at practice, not working hard. You can't expect to have great outcomes in, in on the mat. If you don't have great outcomes in, re in wrestling practice, right? Like they say, they say, um, all plans fail upon first contact of the enemy right? Training pretty much takes over. Your hardest days should be a practice and you show up to your wrestling matches. Like me in the military, we, our hardest days were training. You know, I was, I loved, 
I absolutely loved going overseas because the training cycle was fucking miserable. Same as in baseball. I hated baseball practice, but you know what? I worked and worked and worked, and the games were fun because I started having a lot of success. A lot of success because my practices were hard. I had a pitching coach. I had a hitting coach. I hit extra on the side. You know what I mean? I loved, I lived and breathed that game. My daughter, who loves wrestling, who actually in the beginning of the year hated wrestling because she lost the state finals to a girl, to a match she should have probably won, to a girl she's beat previously, easily. She, ta- she, she, she pinned her in like 30 seconds and then loses a tough battle to this girl who, what she did was the girl lost, but then went back and learned and learned and learned and got better. My daughter, um, I guess, expected the girl wasn't going to be that good. Thought she was going to walk all over her and the girl fucking put it to her. And my daughter stood up and goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, sorry for what? You don't say sorry to me. That's not my win. It's not my, that's, that's not my win. That loss, I can teach you. I wasn't looking for that win. You weren't going to make me, a, you weren't making me more proud as a dad for a win. The, the, the 13 year old all uh, freaking first in state doesn't freaking mean that you're going to be successful in life, right? This sports thing for kids needs to be realized like this is a marathon. These kids, you're learning life lessons. If that's all the sport is doing for me as a father is helping you learn life lessons now instead of later on in life. I'm teaching you how to be resilient from loss. I'm teaching you how to build back. I'm teaching you how to work hard. I'm teaching you how to have um, uh, sportsmanship. You know, all, and that's all that is humility. I'm teaching you all these skill sets through sports. Because if it's just fucking dad telling you be humble, if it's just dad telling you fucking, you, you know, you need to work hard, if it's just dad telling you that, you're never going to fucking listen. So if all sports is, is just a learning tool, it's a different leadership technique for me to freaking get you to figure out how to handle life. Because once you're 18, shit gets real. Shit gets fucking real. And so, you know, for the dad who's raising a kid and, and, and fucking takes those victories as their own, like you're a fucking fool. It's not your, it's not your win. It's not. It's theirs. Be proud. Yes. Be proud because your daughter put in the work. Be proud because your kid did, did the hard job. But if that kid is only doing it to please you, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. You know, if my daughter thinks that her wins make me, make me, make me, um, puts her higher on the love scale, that's wrong. It's fucking completely incorrect. My daughter, I have nothing but love for her. She walks on that mat. As soon as she gets on that mat, I am proud that she is willing to fucking show up and fight. Right. My son who shows up to play baseball and just shows up with a smile on his face and loves the fucking sport. I'm proud that he gets out there and competes. OK, I'm proud of my kid, my daughter who plays softball for the first time in her life shows up to this to, to the field just to be part of a team, just to just to cheer him on. Even if she rides the pine. If she sits on the bench, she's still cheering on her team. And if she doesn't, that's what she's going to get for me. The learning point for my daughter when you're in volleyball was sitting there grumpy because she was sitting on the bench and I chewed her ass out. I said, listen, if you're on that team, you support that team. If you're not starting, that's your fault because you need to work harder in practice. That's not the team's fault. That's not the coach's fault. If me as a coach watches a girl have an attitude because they're not playing, you know what? That's another reason why you're not playing because your attitude sucks. I told her, I said, listen, 
you better change your attitude. You better be the biggest support on that team if you're riding the pine. And when you're on the freaking riding the pine is, is another word for sitting on the bench. If you guys don't know that shit, but uh, if you're sitting on the bench, you better work harder in practice. That's just a note for you. Hey, work harder in practice. Take someone else's position. Work harder. You're not doing enough. Coach sees it, and then you're sitting on the bench pissed off. That don't help. That would put. I would never play you again. That's me. I'm a dick. That's what you should be. As a, as a parent, you find find the lessons you can teach them from their own sport. Let them fucking let them dabble in their in their space. Let them be successful in their own right. Let them have their wins, and let them know that those wins are theirs, not yours. You're not on that field fucking playing for them. You're not the one. You're not the one out there freaking taking shots and getting elbowed in the face. You're not the one doing it. My daughter wins. I'm proud. I'm proud as a father because it's good for her because I see her hard work. My daughter had a successful year this year, but let me tell you, she had four seasons before this were just losing records. Losing, 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 losing. So what I'm proud of is the fact that she had a good season for herself to see that all that hard work paid off. But you know what I'm also proud of? That she fucking lost. I love the fact she got third place. Why? Because it means she still has room to grow. That means that she needs to put in more work. That also shows her like, look, you're not done. Just because you had a good year, you're not done. If you want to keep being great at this, you have to work harder. And this is life. This is life, man. You know, you're going to have your divorces. You're going to have your hard breakups. You're going to have your, your financial issues. And these are all little losses, but that's not the big win. You know, the big win for me is, is continuing to, to raise a family where all my kids find happiness in their own right. The win for me is my wife finding happiness in her own right, you know, and also being confident in our relationship that, you know, there's nothing but support on my end for whatever decision she makes, whether she wants to get into makeup, whether she wants to work, whether she doesn't want to work at all. She just wants to support the family. You know, the win for my family is knowing that they're all happy, genuinely finding happiness. And if there's not, how do we find happiness? How can I help in assisting you in the direction you want to go? You know, I'm I'm not the kind of dad that gives kids shit. I like as in I, I don't just hand it to them. I make them earn it. You know, you got to prove to me. You know, and and my kids, I have a from six to sixteen right now. You know, and one daughter wants to drive, and I'm terrified because she's sixteen, and I'm scared of all the all the possibilities that happens with a teenage kid and driving. You know, I have my six year old who I feel is mama's boy a little too much, and I and I have to balance that in my own head and 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 be be nice enough to to not be a dick about that because I want my boy to be tough, right? How do you raise a tough boy if he's a mom boy? I don't know. That's different from what I learned. But I'm also not going to bash the kid because he, he loves his mom. It's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like these kids are very lucky to have a mother and a father figure in their lives. And so uh, that in itself is me trying to provide, you know, a stable household for them. But there's a lot of balance that needs to be done in that, you know. Um, me teaching baseball is a hard one because I have so much passion and love for baseball that I know I need to take a backseat to that. I know I can't, I can't coach that without being harsh because how much I love that sport, I'm too emotionally attached, and so I don't coach my sons, you know, because like, in 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 you know, it's it's probably a downfall of my personality. I shouldn't be such a dick when it comes to baseball, but hey, at least I know. At least I know that I'm a dick when it comes to coaching and I won't do it because he, he doesn't deserve that. My son doesn't deserve the asshole version of me just coaching him, right? He, he's not old enough to get the drill sergeant Vargas, you know? And so when he gets older and he wants me to be in, involved in his baseball career a little bit more, then yeah, I can, I can work with him. But, 
you know, I, it's just, I want my kids to fall in love with sports and not me ruin it by it being my dream because fucking a that's their life. That's their life. Not mine. So, Hey, this is a short podcast. I love you guys. Please don't forget my sponsors, man. Those guys are the ones who keeps the light on, uh, keeps the lights on. Um, I have all kinds of crazy meetings. I'm trying to raise the funding for this this show, my big Hail Mary. You guys know what's going on in my life now. I've given you everything. Don't forget to check out the Vinny Rock shop. Uh, the link is in the Instagram. That is where you can get some taco shirts and apparel for the Vinny Rock podcast. Um, all that stuff just goes to support support my mission, man. You know, you know. One last thing, I do not give a fuck about fame. So if you guys are listening, you understand why I do what I do. All I want to do is live to inspire, motivate, and, and entertain you guys. Like, I don't care about fame. Fame does not bring happiness, in my opinion, in me. I don't give a fuck about that, right? I give a fuck about having a bigger voice for the veteran community, for the law enforcement community, for, for dads out there that are struggling to how to be a parent. I'm going to teach you from my mistakes. I'm going to show you what I've done wrong. I'm going to show you what I've done right and what's working. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, throw, I do the Instagram thing. You guys see my life. There's nothing to hide here. All I want to do is see more veterans understand that we can do more. I want to bridge the gap between veterans and civilians. I'm tired of them seeing a gap. We're all humans that have issues. We all have our shit and we're all trying to fix our shit. And when you understand that you're not alone, everybody goes through depression. Everybody has PTSD issues for certain things, right? Everybody has their versions of this. Everyone goes through financial struggle. But in the end, like if you can't look in the mirror and identify you fucked up your own life and now you need to get it back on track, you're never going to fix your shit. Right. And that's a civilian. That's a veteran. That's everybody. Right. So understand that my job is what, what I've put in front of me and what my inspiration is to do is to I'm inspired to help entertain, inspire and motivate more, more people to do more, to be better, to 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 push the limit, to to just fucking fix your shit. Right. And so if ever I get famous, if I'm famous enough where people hear my voice, well, then I'm going to influence that same message till the day I fucking die. Love you guys. Take care. I did it. I-